Good evening, everything. ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages. Welcome to the Mostly Elite Wrestling Show. I will not be alone here today. In my right, in the Hawaiian pattern, we got... I'm JJ. And then across, wearing the wonderful Mexilence t-shirt. Hey, I'm Juan Solo. I'm DLC character number three. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Juan is not alone on that side. In the quote-unquote goth side, we also have, for a first-time appearance on the Mexilence... Well, I guess both of y'all are, but... Um, Kelly. Kelly. I'm like, I don't know where I'm looking at. <laughs> it's like what? the Truman Show. None of us are real. <laughs> We're all DLC with yeah. beeps and boops. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Juan, just because you've never been on here before, uh, mm. we, I thought I'd start off by asking, uh, why should we care about your wrestling opinion? What are your credentials? My credentials are that I am the one sitting in this chair and not typing comments on the internet. <laughs> That's a very good promo. I'm not going to lie. I can't beat that. That might have been one of the smartest things we've ever said. Um, and then Kelly, same question. Oh, man, that was what I wrote down, but he stole it from me. I wrote it in the comments earlier. In the I was told this was the whiskey one, so... Uh... Where's well, it's still, it's, I don't know anything about yeah, it. It's like, oh, the there we go. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dusty is a famous whiskey drinker. Yes, yes, yeah. I've been watching a lot of Dusty promos at this point, just for shits and lols. Yeah, I don't know what recently happened, but I've been seeing a lot more content about him recently, and I'm just like, yep, still sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Not a Dusty fan? No, I love Dusty. I love all the guys. Uh, I just thought it was hilarious. Just a that, bigger uh, Oh, yeah. See, there you go. You just got to harass people enough and you get your way. <laughs> um, now, Dusty cutting content, hitting people in a boot with a everybody, somebody in Lukenbox shirt. Like, just a whole bunch of content has yeah. randomly hit my, uh, yeah. I guess, Instagram. Because he's from Austin. Yeah, oh, yeah. he's from Texas. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, there was actually like a promo that uh, we ran last time. It was just a random TikTok, but it's, it was like when you're trying to hit on the fat girl at the bar, it's like, listen, honey, if you're looking for someone that's 305 pounds and won't quit, and it was Dusty <laughs> Rock. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, we don't have a lot of time here, and I suspect this might go a little long. So let's go ahead and jump into... No, it's not. Let's go ahead and jump into... <laughs> It's going I said it's time. not going long. Okay. <laughs> I, heard, I heard it's going long, so let's get started. He has <laughs> selective hearing. <laughs> he only hears the negative things. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when he sent me the PDF file, it was like seven pages. So <laughs> this okay, is so this next, is what next. not to say. Be on your best behavior. <laughs> you already broke the rule by uh, wearing a sucks egg shirt. Now I'm playing. <laughs> Marcos can read. <laughs> but uh, JJ, we'll go ahead and start with you. What is the worst storyline in wrestling right now? Huh? <laughs> if somebody else wants to take it while well, he thinks about it, yeah, someone oh. else take it because I'm not. Well, I mean, super I, I, cut up. I mean, I don't, I don't know, right? Like going on right now, but I know my worst one, like just from a recent memory, was uh, with Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt when they were doing the whole like oh, the House of Horrors stuff. Do. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like it's a. Well, Bray Wyatt's not around right now, so that's why I guess there's no bad storyline. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Wow. I'm driving pretty bad, but like I said, it's top of my head. But with that one, it's more like conceptually, I I I was okay with it. I can vibe with it, but again, it's probably just because I like 
Bray Wyatt's, you know, whole right, yeah, creepy have, gimmick and whatnot. It's always in the execution <laughs> where it lets me down. I'm like, oh, pitch Black Mountain mm-hmm. Dew match. <laughs> oh, I like Mountain Dew and I like wrestling. <laughs> like, this is going to be great. And then it was, you got black lights mm-hmm. and you're not even hitting each other with them? <laughs> I saw that match live in person and i couldn't see anything yeah i have a lot of friends that went to that show too and they were saying that like in person it was impossible to look Mm -hmm. at so by the way that whole pay-per-view the royal rumble this year Mm -hmm. in san antonio Mm -hmm. kind of not fun to actually be in the audience that was Mm -hmm. one of them that i was like i've always wanted to go because it's fun to watch on tv Mm -hmm. we're gonna have a royal rumble later on uh our video game era type thing but not fun to watch because i didn't even know what was going on half the time yeah especially where i was sitting i was in like the nosebleeds because you know i I'm not rich. <laughs> and um, it to me, up there, it sounded like the crowd was just, like, dead. And I was like, dang, like, are really people not vibing with this match? But then when I watched it later on the WWE Network, you could hear crowds chanting. And I'm like, that has to be fake. I'm sitting there. And I did not hear a single person cheer. <laughs> well, I, you can't cheer as people are coming out because you, could, you have to be in the select seats to mm-hmm. hear them yeah. and see them. So... I didn't know who it was until I heard the theme song most of the time. <laughs> yep. I was the same way. I'm like, well, who's coming? Uh, I don't know that guy. <laughs> yeah. Those shows, you you have to be like right next to the ramp in order to get excited about the Royal Rumble. Otherwise, you're like, I don't know who's coming out. Sometimes you're like, I don't even recognize this person's music. And I yeah. get like, all the women's division is from Craigslist for those things. So, like, <laughs> I remember what the when I went Even right before COVID, Kelly Kelly in. came out, and my friend was losing her mind, and I was like, Kelly Kelly? <laughs> really? <laughs> All right. That was the audience one. Oh, yeah. that, was, that was actually my favorite part was it was Michelle McCool, and she's oh, like wearing Uggs in the audience. She's like, they called her name. She's like, well, I guess. I guess. She like literally got out of her seat and got in the ring and started wrestling, and it was actually really funny. Mm-hmm. So, the only funny thing she's ever done. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I guess I'll answer real quick. It's the TNT title in the AEW. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember who the champion is right now without looking it up. Um, somehow, well, I know how Orange Cassidy's uh, charisma. The mm-hmm. international title has had a great run, right? A- and people I think t- he's probably the most dominant champion right now. He's he has more title defenses than anyone else in right, all yeah. the brands. <laughs> uh, but it just comes down to this weird thing where because he pushed the international title so hard. And they don't know what the fuck to do with Wardlow. It just, I don't. It just keeps falling and stalling. And every time they put the belt on someone, I'm like, I think that's actually a detriment to have the belt, the TNT title at yeah. least. It's, you, you don't get screen time, even though you're a current champion. <laughs> yeah, e, a, a, EJ movement being like the TNT champ is Christian. He's, oh, he's only on oh. Saturdays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Luchasaurus. Well, like, I don't know. There you go. That's genius. He's only on Saturdays. That means you can't lose the belt. <laughs> That's a great strategy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, JJ, did you come up with a worst storyline? Not really, no. I haven't been keeping up with wrestling like... Uh, Why are you on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
The it's rare JJ it's burden. wrestling. <laughs> People wanted it. <laughs> People wanted it. Uh, well, Kelly, what is your worst storyline going on right now? Uh, well, I, I'm glad I came with like a list because I was like, it's funny that you mentioned uh, Bray Wyatt because I'm actually like a huge Bray Wyatt apologist. I love <laughs> I can't know. I don't know if you can tell I really how goth I am. But... Off on the wrong foot today. <laughs> no I'm like, yeah, I love, I love the Fiend. I love Firefly Funhouse. I thought it was all silly stupid fun um that being said this the everything with the la night not la night specifically that match actually looked really cool on television for whatever loosely like concept they gave them um but anything with the uncle howdy storyline it had a lot of cool stuff behind it when they were like trying to like get people's engagement up for like raw and having like the secret messages that were coming out during segments and stuff like that but then Everything that happened after that match ended at Royal Rumble was just like, what am I looking at here, man? Like, what is this? What's going on? It was just six more minutes of like, what? <laughs> like, what? this is still going on. So uh, that was a that was a terrible one. And then they're like, okay, and now it's just gone. We're just, Bray's Bray, Bray's gone. So I heard he's got a new writer. So we might see him probably around. I, Survivor I that, Series, maybe. Uh, I know that not on strike. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, no, risk. no, they're independent contractors. They're yeah. not part of the SAG. Yeah, that was the thing. Uh, that was what Seth Rollins recently said. That he was like, "It's really great that we're not unionized because then people can have more time for wrestling now that movies aren't a thing." Can we jump to the net <laughs> positive topic right now? <laughs> Or negative. Like, Seth, Rollins? Seth, Rollins. Seth Rollins' opinion has gone down drastically. Yeah, well, he's coming out in a movie too, so I thought he would be part yeah, of it. Yeah, he's go. one of the. He's isn't he in the new Captain America movie? I thought. Oh, he is. Yeah, yeah, he's oh. gonna. He's yeah. Wow, I didn't know. So he should be part. I thought you can't act in, without joining. Well, he already the union. finished it. No, you can. You don't have to be part of the union mm-hmm. to do it. Oh, yeah. I if thought. If anything, being in the movie puts him in the union. He can apply for it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah like you have to, there's rules to qualify. Mm-hmm. You can't just be like, I'm in SAG Afro. Yeah. <laughs> you have to have like at least a few lines of dialogue or something. Like, I know that's how Aubrey Plaza got her SAG. Card. Does that mean that, um, like, GSP doesn't, uh, George St. Pierre, for, who was also, because he has one line in two roles. He probably has He'd, one. If oh. he wanted mm-hmm. it, like, he could probably get it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's in it. I'm only here so I can qualify for the card, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the card is in the mail. <laughs> uh, but I will say that since you already kind of, dis- we already s- discussed, like, the uh, Pitch Black Uncle Howdy stuff, I will say an unpopular opinion uh, storyline that I didn't like was uh, when they tried to make Cody, like, the guy for WrestleMania this year after they, like, had this whole Sammy thing built up. And oh, yeah. I feel like it just wasn't going to work. I mean, now they're trying to figure it out now, but I'm one of those few people that actually was, like, kind of glad that he didn't win because I felt like it would have been pandering at that point because it was, like, one month of storyline to, like, an entire, like, six to eight months that Sammy was, like, making some cool stuff happen with them. Like, yeah, making look- Roman the most interesting person that he's ever been, like... <laughs> um, yeah, looking back on it, because I was kind of in the Cody camp for it, it was mm-hmm. not so much that I was behind Cody, I was just behind... I'm tired of Roman Reigns holding all the belts. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So yeah we all watched it. it t- we watched it together when I was like dancing around the living room. Like, yeah. 
<laughs> Roman Wentz. And I I hate Roman, but uh, I thought it made no sense to like put it on him already. So now they just don't know what they're doing with Cody. I think he's wrestling Brock again yeah. <laughs> for like the seventh time. Yeah, Cody is wrestling Brock for sure. He's got to finish the story. <laughs> but he's got, it's like One Piece. He's doing a side adventure right now. <laughs> there, like for 100 episodes, he's doing the side story. Um, but I do think that the WWE does, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's the Vince machine, but it's just yeah. like mm-hmm. they don't believe in Sammy, despite Sammy keep putting himself over. They, uh, I mean, I don't like the way that they randomly stop people like mm-hmm. once in a while. Yeah, he doesn't let anyone get momentum. Yeah. 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 Was it Daniel Bryan got defeated by Batista in like 30 seconds or something like 10 years ago or whatever it was? Sheamus. Sheamus. Yeah. Um, And then, so I kind of changed this topic a little bit just because it seems like most of us are not exactly up to date. Because it was originally, originally we were going to do this topic where it was like, is Collision actually different from uh, Dynamite? And now we just kind of changed it to... Yes, it's on Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) Um... I'm it's usually not home. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then um, just going to change it overall to just um, will the elite and CM Punk ever coexist? And a little bit of a deep dive. For those that don't know, uh, there was a really funny, I thought it was hilarious, uh, press conference last year where CM Punk got really um, well he doesn't get drunk because he's straight edge but he was eating muffins and just talking shit about everybody on the uh, <laughs> there was something really good in those muffins <laughs> some real powerful shit in those talking muffins. shit about everyone backstage and then it ended up in a locker room fight where both parties were uh, put on suspension i guess is the best way to put it and then the elite came back first cm punk eventually did come back well cm punk got injured i forgot about that part too yeah, yeah he was injured uh, and then, uh, yeah, I'm old, I'm tired, I'm old, and I work with children, uh, and I work with people that couldn't manage a fucking target. Uh, that was CM Punk's line. But it all came down to this part where uh, when Punk did come back, Tony literally created a way to separate them, almost a brand split, where everybody that is okay with working with Punk is on collision, and everyone that isn't on Elite. And the one time that um, Punk was at Dynamite, Everybody else was in Canada getting ready for the next pay-per-view. So, um, I mean, Kelly, you said you had a lot of CM Punk opinions. Let's go ahead and start with you. I figured out where the camera is. I'm like... (laughs) I have... Okay, I will preface this by saying that I have, like, a small gap of time that I didn't watch wrestling, and apparently it was when CM Punk was very popular. We're all on the same boat. (laughs) So I see... I I call it... I didn't watch the Cena years. Yeah. Every time... So when... I literally remember John Cena coming out and he was a joke, like doing the rapping gimmick and getting thrown out in the Royal Rumble. Yeah. And then I just didn't watch. And then I watched Shinsuke win the Royal Rumble in like 2018. Mm-hmm. And I watched a couple of things because of OSW. OSW is a really good uh, wrestling online kind of a podcast, not really. Um, so I've caught up a little bit, but I did not watch for about 10, 12, 13 years. But yeah, uh, I guess we all are on that kind yeah, of. We I did. miss the summer of punk. I feel I feel <laughs> like maybe it's I and I keep on. My partner is a person that really likes Sam Punk 
in his original run at WWE. And I feel like I need to like be shown more stuff because when I see stuff or like the promos, you know, everyone's has seen the promo where he's like sitting on the ramp complaining the about bomb, stuff. The bomb, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think that it's like when the like him cutting a promo on everyone calling them basically like children and stuff i was just like i feel like he's always been this way and people are like he's not cool anymore he's just like an asshole <laughs> and i'm like he's always been an asshole he's just it's sad now because he's old yeah like it's not cool anymore because he's not like young and edgy you're like he's an ma- old man yelling at a cloud so <laughs> um, and I i'm like this is everything <laughs> yeah so i don't know i've just never been a big on him and it was really weird because he came back and did forbidden door like right when he first came back and i was like wait he's a baby face in this match it doesn't read like no one likes him right now or at least like the crowd not, did, wasn't over on him crowd, yeah, I mean no. he did he was capable of shifting to like heal for the match I just think he needs to just be heal right now it doesn't make sense to bring him back and try to push the baby face gimmick well, they, on him br- again they brought him back in Chicago his yeah. home where they're always going to cheer for yeah, him but, that's why yeah. and then like at Forbidden Door everyone's like I hate you <laughs> well there was also I forgot who he wrestled at Forbidden Door but he Kojima Kojima yeah, Kojima uh, he was originally supposed to wrestle I think Shibata or something like that uh, Kenta, oh, Kenta. Yeah. Caps Lock Kenta, yeah. And uh, he was like, no, I don't want to work with him. And I'm like, you, why do you not <laughs> want to work? I'm sensing a pattern. Caps <laughs> <laughs> Kenta is a very good wrestler. And... Yeah, I don't, I don't get that. It's that match uh, looked really brutal. It looked like they were just like just being stiff on each other the whole thing. I mean, at the end of it, he, I feel like he was forced to kind of like show respect co- to Kojima, like at the end. But like the whole way through, I felt like they were just like Kojima's like, I'm not gonna tolerate you being like a a little bitch. Well, that's <laughs> the other thing about him being on Collision that hasn't really been discussed about, but I've seen people talk about it where it's like, who he could potentially work with, and it's like, well, if he works with Rush, he's going to get killed. If yeah. he works with anybody in the House of Black, except for maybe Malachi, because he's also old and broken, too. Yeah. But, like, Buddy Murphy would also kill him. Yes. Uh, Brody would also kill him. Yes. Like, there's not a long list of people that he can wrestle and will wrestle his style. Because even when he wrestled Hangman, Hangman doesn't have, like, the most um, insane offense but he couldn't do like the buckshot lariat he tripped himself up twice yeah Yeah. so i can't imagine what he would be like fighting rush who would just want to throw him from ring to ring to buckle to buckle i just feel like at some point they're eventually going to be like okay you're working yourself into a corner you don't want to work with anyone and no one really wants to work with you anymore so like I don't know. At some point, I feel like they're like, okay, we're just gonna be I done don't with you. Play with you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I love Malachi Black, but I do understand that, and maybe this is behind the scenes dirt sheets, and this has all just become AJ moment. Like, Malachi is great. Nah. Um, I supposedly he can't really walk too well. Like he's just at that point where he's taking too many injuries. I, that, I don't. But then again, I mean, dirt sheets are wrong all the time. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, Juan, you've been kind of quiet. Like, what's your <laughs> opinion about all this stuff going on? I mean, uh, I mean, just to bring it back to 
the summer punk i did see some of it because all of that happened while i was in college but you know it's college years you're partying and yeah going to class and stuff so a lot of my memory call you pendejo and yeah (laughs) those of you that missed that during the whiskey show (laughs) rewind it and listen to that (laughs) but uh but yeah so i was there for a lot of the hype and there was a uh, this one guy that we would watch wrestling with and he was really into CM Punk he had the shirt he would wear it to like all the Monday and Friday night Smackdowns and stuff and I mean he was just really into CM Punk he knew all like all his backstory and everything hardcore fan and me it's like man I don't know like I, I like I can see that like in the ring like he has talent but like nah like I, I, don't, I don't really like him stuff like that and then at the time, that's when he was go- going like the heel route because it was the pipe bomb. He stole the belt from Cena and whatnot. And but yeah, even in his peak, uh, no, he I, for me he was never the guy. So my my dad has always had, a, but my dad grew up watching Lucha Libre and stuff mm-hmm. in Mexico. But he always had a weird opinion on American wrestling, where it's like the more popular they are, the lamer they are when it comes <laughs> to their move set. Because he like. Grew up watching Lucha Libre. At a certain point, I was watching Hulk Hogan. His finisher was a leg drop. Yeah. Uh, the rock bottom is just. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> no, our, our dad is the exact same way because he's like his main thing is with Lucha Libre is that it's more acrobatic. So it visually, it's really appealing to see these guys do backflips and whatnot. As opposed to, he said in Mexican, in American wrestling, it's just big buff dudes slamming into each other, you know, yeah. big meaty men bumping me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and so he he doesn't really like get that, and that's. But again, that is like a really big difference with it. It's you know visually high flyers, you know, it, it's appealing as opposed to I guess yeah here that it's just guys grappling each other. <laughs> but it, it's rest hold. Rest, yeah. rest, yeah, that was the actual problem because I have fun watching like Zack Saber Jr. or even back in the day William Regal, mm-hmm. like just twist people into knots. Yeah, but I don't have fun like watching. And this was actually something that Cody brought up in one of his promos. But I was like, actually, a Triple H match not that great most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean, I guess. Over this, do you believe it? Do any of you, anyone, anyone's free to answer this? The rumors that Punk is willing to work with any of the guys and things like that, that he's been trying to reach out because that's been on the dirt sheets. No, I don't, I don't believe it because it's like, <laughs> it's what is it like? History repeats itself. Yeah. It's like, you know, that, there's that expression that like, if you think everyone's an asshole, that the problems may be you. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what's happening here with CM Punk. He keeps saying, like, no, these guys, I. They don't want to work with me and all this stuff. It's like, I don't know, man. I'm starting to think the problem's you. <laughs> I'm like, it's it's Hangman and Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks right. who are historically like people that everyone's like, they're so nice. They're yeah. so cool. They like will put anyone over if it's a good match. And then it's like old man yelling at Cloud like, no, <laughs> they don't want to play with me. It's like, <laughs> it's like I, come on. Come on, punk. I, we know the I've truth. I've never heard like a bad story involving like Kenny Omega mm. and that might be just because he's Canadian well th- that was <laughs> I, I, I was about to say in the the brawl in the back room like there's a he said she said element to it but for the most part 
both sides were like, uh, punches started flying, and Kenny Omega was like, let me rescue this dog. <laughs> <laughs> like, both sides at least kind of agreed, like, the Young Bucks are fucking, um, well, there's one side that's like, the Young Bucks are fucking assholes. But Kenny, though, he just cared about the dog. Yeah, that's the, that's the one part of the story that's been confirmed by both sides. <laughs> so that much is true. <laughs> but, but, yeah. Flip side of that token, I've heard tons of shitty stories about punk, yeah. and some of them aren't even from wrestlers. Some They're of them are UFC, from like right? yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or like uh, he ran a marathon one time, and this is a story he proudly told, where he like lied to a woman and told her that there was toilet paper in the porta potty. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, man! So yeah, like I just don't trust punk mm-hmm. and. A lot of his mystique wore off for me because I was like tangentially watching pay-per-views only. Like I became that fan. Uh, so I. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, Frisco Flame in the chat. So that was literally shitty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but a lot of the punk mystique wore off when he went to the UFC. And I was yeah, like, yeah. So you lost in round one, like. All this training, like, and you, you threw a wild punch like that doesn't even land. <laughs> the the problem with his UFC run is the second fight was actually worse because the dude. I feel right. like Dana whispered into his ear, like, he got make knocked it l- down the ladder of <laughs> Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the guy he was fighting was also OO, yeah. and he was O one, and then it became this weird thing where I I want to say that Dana was like, don't don't. Don't overdo it, kind of thing. But it ended up being that he just was playing with him for three rounds. And he was like, dude, if you don't finish this fuck, like. <laughs> a game introvert Paris said, so he's a punk. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't know how that's going to play out. I think the brand split, mm-hmm. like, there's a couple of people that he can work with, but I don't know how it's going to go on forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that Collision is a little bit of a different show. Uh, part of that has to do with FTR being in the mix as well. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I mean, we'll see wh- how it goes. Because, I mean, it's uh, the thing about wrestling and what has always interested me is, like, you have to do it every week. Mm-hmm. It's not like uh, any – name your favorite TV show. They have a season mm-hmm, for right. two or three months, and then they get to plan it out. No, wrestling is, like – Every week. Every week. They, so this is a third show now. They got rid of Dark, and they're doing Rampage, Dynamite, and Collision now? Yes. Oh, Okay. Well, that is way too... Wait, is it... Are they all two hours? Is Dynamite three hours now? I'm not... No, they're all two hours. They're all two hours. That's so much wrestling for a week. I think Rampage might be an hour, though, sometimes. That's too short. That's like Heat was, and we saw how successful Heat was. Yeah, Yeah. but Heat was, like, such a weird throwaway show. It was just the pre-show to the (laughs) (laughs) pay-per-view. We all all remember, like, the Super Bowl Heat (laughs) halftimes. I was, like, my only memories of Heat are actually, like, Scotty Too Hotty and things (laughs) like that. It was just Scotty Too Hotty. He was the only one that was there. He was just like, all right, guys, turn the lights on. Not all the lights, though. It's just Scotty. (laughs) It's just like... Uh, well, on to our uh, more fun topic. Uh, this is open to anybody whoever wants to take it first. Like with wrestling, has had this weird thing where I think it's really funny where AEW to build it. Uh, like AEW actually is pretty good at building new stars, but the Young Bucks are thirty six. 
Um, most of the people that WWE are pushing are 40 to 45 for the most part. Um, who is going to be the next guy? Who's like in five years? Who's like whose ascent are we watching? Who's the next person? Does anyone want to take it or if not, I can go first. You can go first. You sound uh, excited. Okay, yeah. Uh, really easy. Danhausen. <laughs> <laughs> Danhausen is also like 40. Doesn't matter. He's the next guy. <laughs> matter. Age is just the number. <laughs> he has the ability to curse people. So he doesn't need to be physically strong. Yeah. The curse. Has he actually had a match yet since he's been an AEW? He was injured, and I think he had like Doing a tag what? match. Cursing people. Holding a <laughs> bottle of teeth? Well, he, he debuted injured. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he had his, his leg broken or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that. That's right, because he got injured on the indies. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And they took him anyways. Mm-hmm. But I, I will. I, I think do, the ink was dry already. <laughs> the problem with Danhausen is he is kind of similar to um, L.A. Knight or even Matt Riddle. Or it's like, dude, these guys are forty. They're not going to do it for very much longer. No. Mm-hmm. Um, he might last a while since he's not actually wrestling. So, yeah, yeah that's that's who uh, XTC John. What's the name of the yeah guy in WWE? Yeah, that's the L.A. Knight. He's LA been Knight wrestling forty two. Yeah. 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 And uh, this is that's just the sad state of picks. how bad people are on promos <laughs> that they're like I I LA Knight got buried at Royal Rumble and the pitch yeah. black Mountain Dew pitch black Bray Wyatt firefly <laughs> 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 Mr. Howdy match and he's the top guy now it's like I I I think I don't watch Smackdown cuz who who actually wants to um but I, suddenly I was like he's it? Like he's the guy. People are like, he's gonna beat the streak with Roman Reigns. I was like, the guy who like job to Bray Wyatt at the <laughs> pitch black Mountain Dew Royal Rumble match. N- n- no, no. Well, that match didn't do a whole hell of a lot for LA Knight. No, but it did really make me want a Mountain Dew. <laughs> Those energy drinks are actually really good. I hoard them now. I like I the pitch. Like, it, it made me want the pitch. It's purple too, so I like. Um, I didn't even know it was an energy drink till right yeah, now. Yeah, there's an energy drink. Yeah. Um, uh, I would say that I, who I think, if we're talking about like mainstream, uh, like sports entertainment wrestling, I would probably say for WWE, I think Braun Breaker. Yeah. Um, yeah. he's probably about to get the call up. Like, I think that after SummerSlam, he might. I know that, like, he's at the top right now in NXT, so... And anyone who doesn't know him, he's a... a Scott Steiner's Steiners. nephew. No, he's Rick Steiner's son, yeah. We don't speak of him. (laughs) (laughs) The other Steiner. (laughs) Yeah, everyone's like, Scott Steiner's nephew. I'm like, yes, Rick Steiner's son, the other wrestler. Well, they both... Which one got in trouble recently? Rick. Rick? Yeah, Rick's kicked out of... uh, What is it called? The... WrestleCon for saying some choice words towards the transgendered community. Mm-hmm. WrestleCon was like, we didn't know that people were offended by it, so we told him not to come back next time. <laughs> and was like, what? Um, I mean, he was... <laughs> good on you, like? Yeah. Well, they're like, well, he apologized to us, and I'm like, and everyone was like, no, that's... No, he needs to go. He was being really rude. So, uh, but yeah, no, 
um, which is unfortunate because I was a big Rick Steiner fan. Like I liked Rick over Scotty more. So I keep forgetting Rick exists. I love Rick Steiner. Well, I mean, I did, but <laughs> I mean, also like <laughs> surprise, <laughs> wrestlers from the eighties and nineties are like homophobes, transphobes, <laughs> racist, bigots, assaulters. <laughs> Wow! Who knew? Shocking. <laughs> Shocker. Um, it, it is really cool when you hear about a, one of the better ones. So Jesse Ventura has always won yes, a lot of points yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah. He's just, you know, into conspiracies. But that's like who isn't though? <laughs> who isn't? The JJ? government just admitted UFOs and aliens exist. Right? Yeah. This no. Week. Like. <laughs> I wasn't necessarily saying that as a negative. <laughs> but he also does believe that the government has a weather controlling device. Right, but that's because he was in the hospital at the same time as the G.I. Joe movie. Yeah. Well, well I was going to say... I was, I was... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I like how Braun like, Breaker. That's my buddy Sarge up there. <laughs> I got a weather dominator. <laughs> you were saying. Oh, I was going to say Braun Breaker. I'm try. I really, 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 really tried to think of a woman um, because I feel like. I mean, the, the, unfortunately, mainstream wrestling has uh, not the best women's program on either side of the fence. There, I mean, there's issues with WWE and um, AEW. I would say you'll have to look at Japanese women's wrestling if you're going to find someone that's like over. <laughs> Your um, podcast is next. Calm down. <laughs> He's getting crunk for it. Uh, uh, I will say that um, my answer is actually a woman. Um, just because uh, here's a weird thing that I do. I judge things off memes. It, it was a movie really impactful. If there's a lot of memes about it, yes. So I didn't see the Barbie movie. I think people love the Barbie movie in general because there's a lot of memes. Mission Impossible, no memes. So maybe it's okay. <laughs> Um, and this woman, like, she has taken over the meme verse where I've seen rappers talk about her. I've seen random, like, people talk about her where it's just like, who's this goth chick that's just... I'm you know, right oh. here. <laughs> you don't have to that's talk about me. It's just holding women left and right. And it's Rhea Ripley. She's only 25. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Rhea is actually much younger than people think she is because she got into NXT, I think, when she was 18. So she's super young. She has a pretty good a career. I was like, I don't want to say she's the next person because she's already there. Like, she's literally the women's champion right now. Like, I don't know how much higher she's going to get. But you can be the Both champion. Yeah. I, was about, yeah. I was about to say, you can be the, pro you can get the belt and not be the person. That's like, true. Uh, was the, the Maharaja, dude, mm -hmm. he had the championship Jinder for, Mahal. Jinder yeah. Mahal had the championship. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I completely forget he exists sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I yeah. think they forgot he exists. I think that they've written themselves into a corner, though, with Rhea, because I don't know anyone that's currently in WWE women's roster that can, like, dethrone her that I would be like, this is correct. This, yeah. mm -hmm. Like, literally no one. And if I swear to God, anyone says Liv Morgan, I will find you. <laughs> and I will kill you. 
there's there. So WWE is stuck in, um, and they're always stuck in old people gear. That's why people are like, "Oh, the person that can take the belt off Roman is Randy Orton." I'm mm-hmm. like, "Do you really want him to do it?" If Randy it, shouldn't even be wrestling anymore. His doctor's like, "No," and he's like, <laughs> and he's like "No, no." Um, but when it comes to well, the why- doctor hasn't been able to do anything about the voices in his head either. <laughs> We're not, at We're not at that section yet. That's the next round. Next question. Um, but when it comes to uh, is Rhea the next person? I mean, she still has to fight Charlotte, Oscar, Bianca. The, there's people there. They're just not the. They're already there. That's yeah. The they're stable. the people. And that's the thing is that they have like a bag of like six women that they have, and they're just like, all right. Rotate and like, and <laughs> anytime a belt's on screen, Charlotte's like feral, just like crawling out of like whatever hot dog cart she dumped herself. <laughs> I smell a belt. <laughs> Is there a belt here? <laughs> I'm gonna take it. <laughs> no, no more Charlotte Flair. I love. I do love Charlotte Flair. She's a ridiculous person, and her wrestling is okay. But like, no more Charlotte Flair. No more Becky Lynch for like a year. Like, like, can we just stop with like? I want new Becky people. Becky has actually taken a break also. for most of this year too. I actually really like the Becky Lynch era that's going on right now, where she's still doing the man stuff, but like, it's not like trying to get to the top belt. Like, she's just like, her and Seth are doing something right now that I think is really fun. Where I think they're actually just doing matches that are for them, um, instead of like what is like supposed to be towards the audience because they're like. Like this era of Seth Rollins has been like probably my favorite, and I never really liked him, but I like the Seth Rollins. So, um, <laughs> watch me. Oh, I mean, it, it is it is very weird to watch. The, um, at least WWE. Well, actually, even AEW is doing it too, where it's just like. Because it started off with, at least in AEW, as like a weird shtick where it's like, oh, random tag team match. But WWE does that every other week where it's like, oh, Ronda and Charlotte, they're kind of the same. And <laughs> blue. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the tag team division for the women's division is like, uh, it's like, I don't know. I think they just like, they just like have names and like a like a thing somewhere in the back where they're like, who's together this week? <laughs> like it's literally like the managers like, okay, who who called out this week? All right, who can we just like smash together? <laughs> For some reason, everyone likes Raquel and live together, and I'm like, they're so unfortunately boring to look at. So I don't get it. But um, the AEW division has, I think. Uh, it's a different issue where there's no levels of division. And it's just like a, everything is the same. Everyone's on the same level. And so like the women are all like, you know, it's all just a mess over there. You don't, you do need some level of organization to wrestling where there's like, a, like the top division and like the cruiserweight division and stuff like that. And they don't really have that clear organization over there. So I think that's what's, causes their women's division to suffer it's just and also Brit Breaker Lack of screen time yeah it's like uh, I was actually talking to my partner the other night about this because it's like when people focus on like Britt Baker and Taya Valkyrie had a god awful match the other night um, and that was like sometimes people aren't compatible in the ring um, but the thing is, is that women get like one match a show yeah. Um, whereas men get like five to ten. And so like when men are not compatible in the ring, it's glossed over because you're already seeing another match with men. But like women, they get like one match, two matches a week of airtime. And so you're just like hyper fixated on it because you get like 
like for every one woman's match, there's like 10 to right, 15 yeah. men's matches. So mm-hmm. it's easier to pick out the flaws and they're like, oh, the women's division is so bad. And it's like, well, we only get one match. So, and if that match has like one issue in it, they're like, this is why women are bad wrestlers are like, this is a bad wrestler or bad booking, like bad talent, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, give us more matches. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Stop making it Britt Baker. She's not that great. Um, so I had a lot of fun. I don't even know how long ago it was three or four years covid is a black hole that just mm-hmm. i don't distorts time uh but when wwe did their whole women's pay-per-view i actually really enjoyed that and then they were like never again nobody watched <laughs> that was the most disappointing thing about forbidden door is that i was really excited about the idea of like maybe getting some girls from like stardom to come yeah. over mm-hmm. like i know that they're kind of wanting to do something with like mercedes and julia and i think both of them were like injured at the time uh, Julia is the one that I would also say to like look at. Like, I mean, like, yeah, she's like pretty much at the top in Japan, but um, like, I think that she could also like do a very cool thing in sports entertainment in the U.S. as well. She has that personality for it. Uh, who is it? Julia. Can you spell it G I U L I A. Um, Dragon. I don't think she has a last name. But it's just Julia. No last name. No last name. Caps Lock Julia. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she is also very young. She, I mean, like, all the women wrestlers over there are, like, in their early 20s. Like, they start them young um, because they used to have, like, rules governing, like, how old you could get before you had to, like, leave women's wrestling in Japan to, like, have a family. So, um, but she's a badass. Uh, I like her group a lot. Her and Thekla. Thekla is actually my favorite woman wrestler, woman wrestler over in Japan right now. Um, she's like this tiny Austrian woman that um, <laughs> like just rips people to shreds. She's really cool. So I've had a lot of recommendations to watch Stardom. I was gonna say I think Goliath has a good point. He mentioned in the chat that Michael Cole nitpicks uh, the women's matches, and yeah, I think that's part of it. If the commentary team isn't even into the match, then that negativity that it right. doesn't translate, and so yeah, it, they're supposed to sell you it, the match, uh-huh. yeah. and so if yeah. they're not selling it for the crowd. The crowd's not going to be into it, and well, yeah, it's just it's going to flop no matter how great yeah. the talent in the ring is. And then um, just moving on to the next topic, this is a little bit more of a fun one before we get into the <laughs> one that is going to be a little bit of a debate. Um, who's who has your favorite theme song right now? Ooh, huh. Are we talking about like just in mainstream wrestling? You can go anywhere. I, I mean, if you want to like, say that, like, enter like Metallica, Sandman, like, whatever, that'd be fine. Wait, does the Elite still have the theme song from Supernatural the, by Kansas? Because <laughs> 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 that'll be my pick. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on by Wayward Son. There you go. EJ, EJ Movement saying Leo Rush's theme is really good. I don't, uh, I don't know what that sounds like, actually. Um, yeah, Leo Rush is back in Japan now. Um, he's retired and not retired three he, times. Well, he, uh, I think that he's been doing a lot of indie stuff, but he also is uh, over in Japan wrestling. With the last time I saw him was in like they're like kind of like a cruiserweight tournament with with the Super Junior tournament. He scared me. That's okay. Yeah. So we're talking current, right? 
Uh, you can go past if you want. Just what's oh, your favorite? That, no, we don't have all day. We have. Like, <laughs> we have. We are at the. We are we at the halfway like, point right oh, now. Okay. Well, um, I would say if I'm talking like most current, the first thing that comes to mind for me is probably um, Chris Jericho. Which one? Ah, uh, Judas. Judas. <laughs> I don't know why you. <laughs> I, maybe you really the like Y2K the countdown. Theme? Yeah, I, love, I love it when uh, people tell me no. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that's people definitely not. People legitimately do like that one. Though. Uh, yeah. No, I love Chris Jericho. I've loved him since I was like a kid. So, but I mean, we're saying current, and I thought I assume current meant like anything past like 2001. That's 20 years. Yeah, I know. That's not current. Um, No, I I love Judas. I think it's fun. I think I started ironically loving it because it would annoy my friend Reed when we would go to shows together. (laughs) Sitting there like Martin Scorsese in his chair like, and I'm just like, yeah. And now I'm just like, nope, I love it. AJ Movement is bringing up the big show. I thought I love the meme that for the, long, that for the longest time that there was a there's a group of people that thought like it was the big show actually singing the entrance to it. It's not. <laughs> I thought it was him too. Um, a lot of wrestlers actually will sing their own songs. It happens more often on the indies um, because they're poor. Uh, but, <laughs> but no, it happens. Like uh, I mean, who was it? Uh, Shawn Michaels. His song, like the first iteration of it, was Sherry Martel, and then like then it's him and his version's better. Hers is kind of weird, so. I'm trying to think of other theme songs. Uh, I kind of like hooks. Hooks? I don't even know what that. I don't even thing. remember. I don't know his. Like, it, huh? Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, that's right. That's right. Because Action Bronson came out and like performed it at one of the shows. AW's. That is fun. I just like that riff, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's a sweet riff. Um, I will say that uh, AEW is actually really cool at picking up acts. Uh, that being said, the random dude that sang Brand uh, Brand Danielson's theme, I was like, you don't, you can you can take oh, a lap. Oh, what about oh, what about at uh, SummerSlam when Boogs performed Shinsuke Nakamura's <laughs> and Shinsuke Nakamura came out and danced around and didn't actually wrestle. He just was out there just to dance around. <laughs> At SummerSlam, I was like, this is actually the best act this year. <laughs> that was great. Well, Shinsuke but, is actually what got me back in when oh, I, I saw him wrestle. Yes. I, and then I started going backwards and forwards. Well, speaking of Shinsuke, uh, the Lil Uzi Vert did a, a song. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've listened yeah. to He's it. Re- now, yeah. now he has a new, new song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got, he, got, he, got, he got rid of Boogs. Okay. <laughs> I don't even think he goes by Boogs anymore. I think they... No, wait. No, he's still Boogs. It's yeah. the other one. Yeah. Um, mine is, uh, he actually shared our content. Uh, it's Eddie Kingston's theme is yeah. a lot of fun just cause it reminds me of Castlevania found out <laughs> later, way later. It actually is a remix of the, uh, of a, <laughs> uh, just go play a couple of things. See, someone said it in the comments, Oscar's old theme. And I was like, it's very DMX vibes. <laughs> I was going to say, I actually like Asuka's uh, new theme better. Uh, oh, I do she, like it too. But when she came out as Kana, good. yeah. That's because she sells the entrance so yes. well, though. No, it's great. I love it. I mean, I like the old one, and I like the new one. It's kind of like Rhea. Rhea had like, a remix done because it was 
um, New Year's Day, and then now I think it's motionless and white. She finally like uh, agreed to the internet meme because everyone said they were the same person. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, yes. Um, but yeah. Anyone else got any other? <laughs> Does Randy Orton's songs technically count? It's been the same song for yeah. 45 yeah. years. But, <laughs> I mean, I really love it. You keep hearing those voices. <laughs> <laughs> Did he hated his original one. The, yeah, the one the, that he had. Like, the, a, hey, nothing, nothing you could say. Like, <laughs> he hated that one. And so he went to like Vince with like a CD. And he's like, this is the song I want. Please change it. And he's like, don't worry. You got it. And and then, like, CM Punk came up to the song. Well, he got suspended. Oh, Randy okay. Orton, so they like, gave the song to CM yeah, Punk? Drugs or something. I don't know. Oh, okay. But, yeah, apparently he drugs. wanted the song, but they gave it to Punk. Yeah. Oh, uh, Goliath bringing up Ass Man. That's a old one. <laughs> it, uh, it's Daddy Ass now. Ass Man. He just retired. On yeah, Collision. Yeah. Malachi Black that. has retired two people, kind oh. of. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> see Good. that episode of Collision and I was very sad. <laughs> I was like, well, son of a bitch. Someone's watching Collision. <laughs> Collision has a ladder match yeah. today between Brody and Andrade. That should be pretty cool. And that actually sounds cool. Yeah. yeah. He, he's been super dropped, but they've, they've built him up since Collision came back. Andrade? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was, he was gone for a minute. I don't know if it was injury-based or like issue-based or anything like that. But I heard that he uh, finally is ending his contract with, who is it? AA Wrestling? Triple A. Triple A Wrestling. And so that he'll be able to, him and Roosh are both ending their contract. So they'll be able to qualify for Forbidden Door next year. Uh, EJ Movement, it's not actually, he didn't actually retire him, but uh, he beat up Cody Rhodes and Cody Rhodes did this thing where he took off his boots and then Malachi Black appeared behind him and just beat the shit out of him. That's hilarious. <laughs> we're done. When I say we're done. <laughs> I just want him to hit him with them. Like, gah, gah, gah. Um, and then before we get into a, a really fun topic, what's your favorite storyline going on right now? Whatever uh, Kelly picks. <laughs> I, ha- I have a fun one that's really random because um, this this is from the indies and um, it's the dumbest thing that should never work. Uh, but I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I'm sorry. I saw the I saw and it's spoilers. blue. It's blue cane. Oh, he's already he has already been kicked off of Twitter. Like, yeah, he WWE came back. You just can't season. say he's cane. Yeah, yeah. They already sent him a cease and desist. And he's like, I'm blue cane. No, Legally distinct from, yeah. from just cane. A blue cane having ice powers was hilarious. Oh, that was great. Uh, I'm I'm going to see if I can find the entrance real quick on uh, TikTok where we maybe they pulled it, too, because, like you said, there was a cease and desist. And I don't even think he's as tall as regular Kane. Take to tackle. I guess while you're looking for it, I'll say mine really quick. Uh, The current arc with Jungle Boy trying to become Jungle Man. (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. I never knew that he had Eiffel Tower or what was it Eiffel, Eiffel 65. 65 Eiffel Tower 
And then Snow comes. <laughs> He's the next guy. I changed my answer. Blue Cane. Blue Cane is the next guy. We're changing her. Sign him up. <laughs> I'm just going to go back to previous segments. I'm like, I, I, I changed my answer. <laughs> cool Wrench Cane. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, JJ, what's your answer? Whatever Kelly says. <laughs> what? Why are we defaulting to me? I'm just like reading. My, everyone's just like, I disagree with Kelly. Um, you're like reading my notes. <laughs> I gotta say it first in the goth corner. Uh, best storyline right now. Oh, um, I don't know. I, I. The first thing I mean that's off the top of my head is I mean the Roman Reigns storyline has taken over everything. Bloodline. I mean the Bloodline stuff is like really, it's, it's getting really good. Like, yeah, like they Roman Reigns is like a wet blanket, but like they Sami Zayn made him very interesting, and I think he finally figured out how to make himself interesting now. Because recently I just noticed that Paul Heyman doesn't even really talk anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, like it's just in the background doing like uh, like gif reactions but like roman's doing all the talking now and he used to be terrible on the mic and i don't know the storyline's really interesting i don't know how they're gonna end it i assume that they're going to keep it going until at least next wrestlemania just based on like um i don't think jay's gonna pull the title off of him i think that they're gonna try to figure out maybe getting cody back to the position of building the storyline with him after SummerSlam to next year. Uh, I started looking at the stats of who's held the belt the longest. And so like how many reigns has he like, um, like broken records of. So I don't know. I don't think it's going to happen anywhere this year. I think it's going to be at least WrestleMania. I don't know who it's going to be. Maybe Cody. I don't know. But, um, go through like the same challenges that Roman did. So he has to wrestle Brock. Yeah. Nine times. 75. <laughs> more Brock. It's just Brock every time he's got to finish that story. I will say that uh, a, it's not really a storyline, but something I am very emotionally invested in is uh, Walter uh, keeping the title for at least this next pay-per-view. I know I mean, he's... That's, that's a storyline. Yeah, because he... I think that if he can keep it past SummerSlam, he will have had the uh, Intercontinental title the longest out of anybody. He just has to have it like 50 more days, and then he has the longest reign for that title. So I know that it's... I've heard that uh, Drew McIntyre is leaving... No, After, he's re -resigned. Is he resigning? Okay. Well, I don't... Like, I could see him winning it, but I want them to, like have this as a feud and like you can have Walter win during SummerSlam beat the 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 streak and then like at Survivor Series have McIntyre win and then it's still like all of it works and they have like more storyline because they kind of just like introduced him in last minute at Money in the Bank so uh, I would like Walter to beat the streak um, DP Jackson I'm actually I'm not going to Wrestlemania but uh, I have like on my bullet list I want to see Josh Burnett's Bloodsport next year. And I didn't know that it only happens during WrestleManias in that city. Yeah. So I could have seen it in Dallas last year where, where TJ went, but I, I fucking didn't know about it. I've learned about it over time. And Josh Burnett's Bloodsport looks like the funnest, dumb UFC smack-em-up type thing. 
Yeah, it's really fun. They are, like if people ever look at the shows that they run during the week of WrestleMania, that's like when you get to be introduced to a lot of really fun like wrestling on different levels too. So because everyone just goes to those towns to kind of like get the money right, from uh, yeah. WrestleMania money. Ships, yeah, so. yeah, a ton of indie shows. And next year it's going to be in Philly, so it's more affordable than LA. Also, like way more rowdy, I assume. <laughs> yeah, because it's Philly. well, a lot of people, a, a lot of people didn't uh, <laughs> go this year because it was in LA and it's so expensive to fly there, stay there, rent out space there, and so it wasn't as big this year as it will be like next year. Dallas was pretty big too; they had a ton of shows. So, uh, just for a little bit, just going to show people a clip of Josh Burnett's Bloodsport. Just because it's it's so weird, like because they don't they take off the weird and the ring ropes, um, and then I don't know, like because it's called Bloodsport, it just hits me with Kumite vibes all over. <laughs> Someone got pocket sand and just blinds <laughs> <laughs> them for. <laughs> I get stressed out about the amount of people that just don't wear shoes in the ring. I'm like, ooh, <laughs> like, you're putting the feet out for free. <laughs> Um, I mean, technically, no. There's butts in those seats. <laughs> <laughs> they're there for the feet. They and, are. Uh, they're there for the feet. And then uh, that's here, the shirt I should have worn today. <laughs> <laughs> um, here is a going to be a fun, controversial debate, and it starts easy, and then it gets harder as it goes. But overall, did they do net good or net bad for the wrestling business? Uh, so we're going to start off kind of easy with Conan. I like how that was the easy one, because when you sent me this list, I was like, what did Conan do? <laughs> so Conan, <laughs> the only controversial thing that he did, as far as I know, besides Isco, uh, arguing with Disco Inferno every other week. Oh, oh. that's controversial? Disco no, Inferno he, is... he brought back Marty Skrull last year. Oh, like really? In the last couple of months. Yeah. Um, Marty Skrull, if you guys don't know, he was going to be the next um, indie darling to a degree, and then... Uh, the Me Too movement caught up in wrestling, and he got one. Of, he was one of the dudes that got in trouble. But Conan's defense was like, he's still a star. Like, there's nothing wrong with me booking him. And that's okay. Well, when I did googling, um, <laughs> <laughs> I found out that he also apparently is bo actively booking Alberto Del Rio. So that's another one. Yeah, yeah. which is a, a pretty big one there. <laughs> he's not even a good wrestler. Like, oh my god, just like. There's better wrestling assaulters. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> like, at least make it a decent wrestler. Like, you're going to die on the hill of Alberto Del Rio. <laughs> uh, I do think um, Conan was a lot of fun, though, because he was the only, like, super... I mean, I, Eddie Guerrero eventually would take on that mantle, but in the, er, the late 90s, right, like, yeah. the fact that he got pushed, like, as this cool side character in um, NWO Wolfpack, I was like, oh... Like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I liked Conan. I mean, when I was growing up in the 90s, I thought Conan was a really cool wrestler. So, but I didn't know anything about his, like, controversial opinions. But, Booking I mean, decisions. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, oh, of course. Well, but, I, I do think Disco has a point um, in their podcast where he's like, you keep lending these guys to AEW just for them to get smashed. Because, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I mean, just, just basing on what I'm hearing right now, I mean, I, I'm willing to swing it to net, net bad. Sorry. I just got really confused. When you said Conan, I thought you meant the barbarian. I'm like, well, yeah, he's bad. He kills people. <laughs> <laughs> I heard a debate. 
Conan O'Brien. <laughs> Not good. He, he gave good. the world Danhausen. Yes. yes. Danhausen was already there, but he got the Conan push. We all remember him on the Sugar and Spice movie. <laughs> he was the, the, the sex icon of that movie. <laughs> uh, on to the next one. Um, just controversial opinions once in a while across the board. It has no negative things that he's done, as far as I know, besides behind the scenes things. And that's Kevin Nash. Mm. I'm I'm gonna say not good. Same. Uh, yeah, like you said, not nothing really like super controversial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, super, super shredder. shredder. <laughs> and the Russian in the Tom Jane Punisher, where he Wait. legit got stabbed, got stabbed. by Tom Jane. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. Ra- Rakeen is bringing up uh, Kevin Nash and Vince Russo single-handedly destroyed OCW. I did forget about there was a his, lot. There, of, <laughs> a lot, there was a lot of layers to that. <laughs> I don't think that they Hulk were just Hogan the only that. two. I'm pretty sure that uh, there was a lot of other things that happened at WCW in the year 2000 of our Lord Jesus Christ. That was <laughs> WCW. Uh, I would say net positive um although i am pretty annoyed that he wasn't saber in the x-men movie um <laughs> but we can't all be perfect kevin nash i mean <laughs> he was a, he was also i mean he was in uh what was it he was in magic mike mm-hmm. um, i forgot about that one yeah yep um man it's once you notice that it's him though in the left corner of the whole movie i'm like big sexy all right um i know that he has like the like everyone's like oh he politics himself and i was like what man in the 90s didn't one of my favorite wrestlers of all time is big van vader and vader's like i'm not doing nothing for nobody no favors everyone's just going out on their back like suck it um so it's like if you're gonna say kevin nash is the problem like you have to say that everybody else is the problem because like all the old guys like the old school guys like they didn't want newer guys coming in at all like um i literally was watching uh dark side of the ring last night and andre the giant like choked out bam bam bigelow in madison square garden because he's like you're gonna learn little kid Bigelow, <laughs> I'm gonna teach you. Um, but no, I I think that Kevin Nash is a very positive role model. Uh, I think that that he he like he's very active about like com- like conversations. Uh, I mean, yes, he politicked a lot in the '90s. So, but um, I don't have any issues with him. I think he's cool. JJ, same. Yeah, net positive. Yeah. I agree with it. I uh, the only thing that I think is funny is once in a while he'll um, talk random shit about like oh I hate AEW, but I feel like that's just brand me loyalty. too, Kevin Nash. <laughs> <laughs> Net, how 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 can I make it more positive? Net more positive now. All right, let's go. Uh, next one, Triple H. That's that is one hundred percent just backstage <laughs> politics. Oh. I mean, I, oh man, I could have put Randy Orton on this list <laughs> for the dickhead. We only cakes. have so much time; like, we can't just keep on putting more people. On <laughs> like, well, uh, Triple H, famous for the golden shovel and burying people and whatever the backstage politics. You can say he did a lot of net bad when he was um, on active active roster on, yeah. on the yeah. roster, but once he got behind the scenes, he booked NXT to be what it mm-hmm. is. 
for the small stint that he was in charge of um, WWE was a lot of fun. Yeah. So. I mean, I'm leaning in the camp of good just based on present day. Like, it's you could say it's like his redemption arc almost. Yeah. yeah. But, like, it's just we can't. We can't really know for sure because he's still being held back by, like, you know, other people. But I do think, like, yeah, like the NXT, he does push talent when they need a proper push. So, yeah, in that sense, I, I would say good. The only bad recent thing that he probably did, because I think this one was him, is uh, he brought uh, Logan Paul. <laughs> <laughs> but he also brought Bad Bunny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he also brought Poppy. <laughs> I'm still waiting. That's the, that's the next up and comer, Poppy. I'm waiting for her to become a woman's wrestler. <laughs> like, let's go, Poppy. Um, um, did you see what Margot Robbie t- uh, just said in an interview recently? I thought it was super entertaining. What about uh, thinking about dying? No, what? No, <laughs> that's what she said in the movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, Margot Robbie, because um, she was being interviewed about the Barbie movie, and she was like, "I really don't like the stigma that women don't like." Uh, um, oh yeah, I saw that, that about fight scenes or like action sequences or anything like that. And yeah, she was, like, and she was about- like, "I really like wrestling." Like she yeah, was like, "I really like Stone Cold," and it's like it's amazing to see what Bianca what Bianca Belair is doing now because then maybe I would have gotten into wrestling I was like that yeah no in the 90s wrestling women's wrestling was literally like just like I mean I'm not mad about it but it was like <laughs> evening gown matches and like bra and panty matches you know swimsuit matches yeah. like uh, women were just like meant to be like an accessory to the men and mm-hmm. so and like when the women were wrestlers I mean Trish is coming back and trying to like erase her past history because when I first saw Trish Stratus got she was terrible and then at the end of her original run she was still not great but she wasn't like trying to wrestle in high heels or anything or like barking like a dog um so like at 50 now she's like she's like I'm gonna prove that I can wrestle um so (laughs) but um there is an element of um but it's different now yeah yeah Mm -hmm. that's that's 100 percent. but that means there's an alternative universe not too far from this universe where margot robbie is fighting rhea ripley yeah yeah that's an alternate dimension (laughs) isn't that isn't that what we're gonna see at SummerSlam with like Liv morgan or whatever (laughs) oh god um no that's (laughs) i hate hate Liv morgan so much so so overall triple h not good we all kind of agree i would say not good i would say anyone that had a terminator entrance is definitely net bad (laughs) (laughs) that's like you got like a multi-billion dollar company you can't get like at least cool looking terminators (laughs) (laughs) something over all right it's just the glasses all right um Next one, we're going to have your favorite person, Chris Jericho. Oh, I love Chris Jericho. <laughs> That's it. Then we're done. <laughs> uh, Chris Jericho has this weird thing where even in the period where I wasn't watching wrestling, but things made the news, like Chris mm-hmm. Benoit uh, and his family, unfortunately. I was like, why is Chris Jericho the on every news channel? Like, this is the one wrestler that you're going to turn to. And it's not yeah. bad. He's just kind of a media hog. No. The part that where he gets into controversial fun territory is asking his wife where she was on January 6th. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, this is about Chris Jericho, okay? 
his wife. Not and his her, wife. And her alleged wife. We weren't talking. We, yeah, we weren't talking about like Stephanie McMahon or um, the other people. I don't know who Conan's married to. So <laughs> the joke ends there. Uh, and then uh, what else did he? Oh, he had the Trumps on his podcast. It's up oh. to you how to take or leave on that part. But overall, he does have a really big history. Didn't he? Did he stand up to Goldberg or Brock? Brock. Bo- uh, oh, both. Yeah, actually, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, where he always does stand up for the little guy. He's super not racist, and he's. I mean, he is a giver. He's he's taking the fall for a lot of people. So mm-hmm. it's just like wrestling stuff. Great. Don't ask him about his politics, probably. But I mean, that's not just him. That's that's, yeah. that's, that's so many of, of them. Like, <laughs> like you, like don't meet your heroes. I mean, literally, the Undertaker donates to Ted Cruz. Like so. One of the worst things that I ever saw was Undertaker's house on Hot Ones. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, why do you live in such a suburban white mom it's house? An, it's Westlake. It's required to look that way. <laughs> you have to have 17 bedazzled crosses in order to live there. <laughs> but, but no fences. <laughs> Th- are those are tacky. Like, why, why do I need so many bejeweled crosses? <laughs> Am I going to fight Dracula? <laughs> well, he is the Undertaker. He probably awakens some yeah. demons. I mean, how, have you seen Dracula in Westlake? No. <laughs> Dracula lives with Touché. the poor. <laughs> Those crosses are working. Yeah, they're working. Um, on to the next one, and this one's really fun for me. Uh, Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette, known to say a lot of racist shit uh, just once in a while off the cuff. Also, super liberal and will defend you. He'll just say the N-word as he does it. (laughs) That guy. (laughs) That is 100% what he does. He's from West Virginia, so, I mean, plus or minus. (laughs) He's not? (laughs) No, he's mad because... Were you like the only one that didn't know that Jim Cornette drops the N word? <laughs> no, it's Tuesday. Also, in this whole wider, uh, apparently his podcast is owned by a company. He's mm-hmm. never taken payment. And now that the strike is going on and the people that help write and run his podcast, he's paying them out of his pocket. Hmm. Yeah. So it's this weird, like I told you, these get more confusing as we go on. <laughs> and, and that's not even getting into like the, the fact that he's probably like one of the biggest wrestling historians. That's what I was going to say. I'm like, it's one thing that like, yeah, like pr- his personal opinions are one thing. But when it comes to wrestling, this man is dedicated and he knows his stuff. He knows the industry inside and out because he's been in it for so many years. So when it comes to like, if you need him for a documentary or an interview or something, he's your guy. <laughs> but then there's all this baggage you know, just, on the side. You're going to have to do a lot of editing. <laughs> I was going to say, as far as a wrestling historian goes, like Jim Cornette is pretty cool. Like he knows everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's and been he a has part. half of it at his house. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, God. 
<laughs> Net bad just for the man has like <laughs> posters from the like vintage posters from the 1920s, like posters that you will never find again in your lifetime, and they're just like pinned to the ceiling <laughs> with like tacks, like or taped to the ceiling. Like the man can't afford a frame. <laughs> like what, what? What is this? Like I oh think they've God. just been up in that ceiling for so long that if he moves them, <laughs> cut the ceiling out. Like he's got the money. Come on. Oh, but yeah, no. Um, I think that as far as his opinions go, I think that he's not able to be um able to move his. He's not progressive with his opinion. Like it doesn't change yeah. over time. Mm-hmm. Like he's not adapting to new wrestling or yeah. like anything. Anything post COVID. Like he says things online. I'm just like. Mm. Oh, that was another Chris Jericho one. He did a mega concert during uh, the height of COVID, during the Sturgis. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's right. Uh, in Florida, well, I mean, yeah, that's a, yeah, yes. <laughs> I mean, wrestling happened during COVID. Things happened. Yeah, during but there wasn't COVID. people in the stands during wrestling. Like that's they, true. Yeah. I still love Chris Jericho. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not changing my opinion. <laughs> um, this is my favorite Jim Cornette co- uh, quote, and it's him talking about Vince Russo. Enjoyment at this advanced age to remind everybody at every opportunity that he's a liar. It's freaking wrestling. It means nothing. I will live to piss on his grave. <laughs> My wife already has instructions. She's out of the will. If she doesn't get me there, if I'm not ambulatory, I'll find Vince Russo's grave and I will piss on it. And there will be a picture of that hanging on my wall. (laughs) It'll be pinned to the ceiling. Like not even a frame for that piss photo. No no framing of the piss photo. Which dark side of the ring was that? I don't know. I love how that's the exit the clip too. Bra- They're like, and we're cutting it, was it off. The bra- okay, bra- I think that's the only one I haven't watched from that season. Yeah. <laughs> Net good. I love that. Net good. <laughs> Wait, yeah, net good. I didn't. I didn't know I could request that kind of stuff. In my like, take me to pee on someone's grave. I also want to pee on Vincent's grave. Like, legally, like. Put it on the will. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, you can do that. Don't take wow. me to this man's grave Great. to pee on it. Yeah. <laughs> You're out. Yeah. You get none of the ceiling posters. Yeah, none of these ceiling <laughs> posters. It's like net good on the historian and wanting to pee on Vince Russo's grave, net bad for everything else. <laughs> Just take yeah. Twitter away from Exactly. Like, yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, his Twitter feuds are actually pretty hilarious most of the time. Most like, of the time. Yeah. He was pretty awful towards Jordan Grace when Jordan Grace started getting I really popular. About that. Yeah. yeah, he was like, that's a man. Yeah. And that was before she started doing steroids. Uh, next one uh, like I said they get less controversial so they get some more fun Uh, Hulk Hogan (laughs) 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 literally wrestling would never get as popular as as it was without Hulk Hogan You mean Might as not. mainstream? Yeah. Maybe not. Hulk Hogan did bring a lot of wrestling more into mainstream because you have to look at that time period where Hulk Hogan was like a pop culture icon, like right. doing mm-hmm. like movies and commercials, had Barbie dolls and, and also, Gremlins 2. Gremlins 2. Also, that stigma of Hogan is what 
kept it in the 80s. For yeah, that's true. No, because I was like talking about the people that politic their way into everything. It's like um, Hulk Hogan definitely was the queen of the politicker. Um, yeah. but Wrestlers don't have a union because of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they kept that going because uh, it's it's because if if they were unionized, we wouldn't get to have wrestling during the strike, guys. <laughs> wrestling and then where would we be yeah well, we wouldn't, this <laughs> podcast wouldn't even be happening they wouldn't be independent contractors maybe like yeah. there might be a future where jesse got to have the union because mm-hmm. he had a discretion uh he had a big locker room meeting and hulk is the one that told uh vince so i mean there might be another universe where that is what happened because hulk hogan didn't exist or whatever yeah. mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would vote net bad just on his overall like attitude. Like the one thing that I know I I really hated that he would do is whenever the, he was supposed to lose the match, and they would pin him, he would kick out after the three. It's like, God damn it, really, man? <laughs> we have this. <laughs> It, it is. It it's is very petty. Like he, yeah, yeah. All mm-hmm. this like little petty shit that yeah. you start to notice. <laughs> The, um, so many people talk about him that they're like, I hate that dude, but I begrudgingly do respect what he did for the mm-hmm. company. Like the Undertaker yeah. is one of them that he's like, yeah. one of my favorite moments is beating Hulk Hogan at Survivor Series, mm-hmm. but he still comes to a point where it's like, but I really hate that dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say uh, net bad, uh, just purely based on Suburban Commando. (laughs) (laughs) Then I would say net good. I would say net good purely based on Mr. Nanny. (laughs) (laughs) These are Um, jokes I love Suburban Commando. (laughs) (laughs) Um... I mean, him turning heel in WCW made WCW really important mm. for a little bit. And he bit. started just fermenting his beard. <laughs> he's like, I'm edgy I'm now. I'm not. He's like, I'm one of the. It's like that uh, that little meme that you always see on the internet. It's like, I'm I'm like one of the cool hip young guys. <laughs> How do you do, I'm not fellow 75. kids? How do you do, fellow kids? I'm not 75. <laughs> um, last but not least on our list, Vince himself. <laughs> Vince is uh done a lot of monstrous things. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um he's uh, history's greatest monster. <laughs> um a lot of racist, a lot of uh really holding woman de- sexist. That was the word I was looking for. Um a lot of just bad thing uh screwed a lot of people over to make WWE WWF at that point mm-hmm. as big as it was. And screwed a lot of people. <laughs> there was also sexual assault. Uh, NDAs. <laughs> NDAs. And, but wrestling would still be, might still be in the territory era without him. Yeah, this one's gonna, this one's tough. Because, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I will defend that I, to this day, still think he is probably the greatest heel in all of wrestling. Like story wise, like he yeah. is the best villain in my opinion. Yeah, but with that said, it's based on yeah, it's based on reality. So he is the bad guy. So yeah, he's he was a bad guy on TV because he, he was, was from a experience. real life bad guy. <laughs> covered up a murder. We didn't. Uh, I forgot. We glossed about over that one. Yeah, but he covered up a murder. What? Jim, yeah. Jimmy Snuka. Oh. Oh. 
yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly? Um, well, I mean, it's when you look at the head of corporations, they're always no one's ever going to be right. good. They're not mm. boy scouts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of one of those things that like it's business and so you kinda um, you do what you got to do to get yourself over. He absorbed a lot of corporations. He made himself like, I mean, that company is because of him. Uh, that being said, like on a personal level, he's a piece of shit. But mm-hmm. on a professional level, like he did what he needed to do to get the company to the top. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he's really one where I kind of have to make draw that line and be like, mm-hmm. not good for wrestling. Yeah, Not bad for the world. Yeah, wrestling <laughs> as a whole, like the industry of sports mm-hmm. entertainment, wouldn't exist in the way that it does now right. if it weren't for him. Um, but yeah, he's a piece of shit. So I don't know. Net neutral? Can we do net neutral? <laughs> Cancel it. <somewhere. laughs> there were people saying net neutral in the chat, but yeah. it's also like because uh, Key asked uh, what racist things that he do. Anytime something racist happened on screen, Vince wrote it. So mm-hmm. blackface is on that list. Um, China, Asian stereotypes yeah. from the fifties. All the stereotypes are all him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Anytime there's a heel, that's like we'll have him do racist thing. I mean, he, he had Shinsuke. Uh, well, gender making fun of Shinsuke by doing like fifties, eighties racist jokes, like just three years ago. Yeah. Uh, it's there's a it's a long list. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, uh, I guess net neutral is the, the I guess the only thing that people can say for the most part. But on to is he responsible for the name Dewdrop? I don't know. Uh, yes, then it has to be. Yeah. Net net bad. <laughs> that name was terrible. I don't know yeah. what that even was. Mm-hmm. No. Um, favorite tall tale in wrestling? Like, could be real, could not be real. It's just a story. Um, Me my, and Juan have the same, have the same story. <laughs> uh, Mine is, uh, there's a, there was a really famous bully in, uh, WWE or F. I'm not even sure. It's in that gray area. But Bradshaw used to bully every, all the new talent. Yeah. And he bullied, uh, Blackman, who is an actual karate MMA person. So this is the story. No one knows if it's true, but, uh, JBL kept trying to grab his suitcase and be like, what? Like, you're a new guy. You can't do anything. But he is an actual tough guy. And he roundhouse kicked JBL in the middle of the airport (laughs) and took his suitcase. (laughs) I love this. (laughs) I really hope that that's true because I love Steve Blackman. I'm like, yes. Wait, was this like, uh, like... Uh, like Texas lawyer JBL or was this like cool like APA JBL Uh, I guess it's the 90s so it had to have been like oh it could be like ministry JBL (laughs) (laughs) super goth JBL (laughs) (laughs) but uh, yeah uh, Frisco is saying it's APA I mean what's another favorite tall tale well me and Jay have the same one and I think Jay you should Say it because you do the better voice. <laughs> uh, the Macho Man Waffle House Brawl. <laughs> so, I- <laughs> <laughs> this was, uh, before Macho Man was Macho Man. He was still developing the, the gimmick. So he wasn't fully, ooh, yeah, just yet. But apparently after finishing a show hungry, goes to Waffle House, and they can't prepare him any food because the cook's not there yet. He's running late. It's like 24 hours there. Where is he? Uh, Well, (laughs) eventually, like an hour or so later, 
the cook finally arrives and he takes his sweet ass time coming into the door because he's like hey i just got met i'm gonna be a husband like she said yes she said yes guys shake my hand and then macho man's like i don't give a fuck (laughs) (laughs) i want you to go in the back and cook me some eggs man and apparently this pissed off the chef so the chef pulled a knife <laughs> and Macho Man's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and so he pulls a butter knife on. <laughs> and it's just Macho Man and this cook tussling until the cops show up. Like sword fighting. <laughs> <laughs> butter knife. He's just like dancing around. <laughs> uh, until the cops show up and the cook like runs. I guess he had warrants or something. <laughs> the cook runs and allegedly... The canine unit was dispatched, and they released the dog on the macho man, and he got bit in the butt. (laughs) (laughs) Kelly, what's your favorite tall tale? Uh, I think that mine is probably CM Punk lying to a woman and telling her that there was toilet paper. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then we are nearing the end of our show, unfortunately. Uh, We got five minutes left. Uh, Wanted to... And this was a nostalgia question. Uh, this was Kelly's idea, actually, when we were talking about the podcast before. Um, as we were growing up, most of us have watched uh, wrestling and uh, have gravitated to certain people. So who is your favorite nostalgia crush when you were a teenager? Oh, mine's easy. It's uh, Stacy Keebler, because when I was 14 and I was playing Here Comes the Pain, I would make her my in-game girlfriend. It's <laughs> <laughs> like the Sims. <laughs> and, then we kiss, and then we kiss. No kiss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, JJ, Stacy Kleebler is a really good answer. But for for a long time, I had a thing for the cat. I don't know what. Maybe it's because I saw her boobs on pay per view. <laughs> I was like. Oh. You're my favorite now. (laughs) (laughs) That's the standard. (laughs) Uh, Kelly. Mm, I would say that my biggest crush growing up. Well, okay. So there's two. Um, And one, it's like kind of funny um, because I think that my first like crush that I had was on Bruiser Brody. Um, which is funny because if anyone's seen my partner now, they're like, oh, that's like the same person. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But the other one that I definitely remember that I'm like, was when I was in eighth grade, I had a huge crush on (laughs) X-Pac. And if people saw my partner now, they'd be like, oh, it's the same person. And I'm like, yeah. (laughs) Um, No, I had like a picture of him from like one of the magazines I had stuck into my like... uh, like it was those clear binders that you could put pictures into and a picture of him. And my dad's like, that guy's such a dork. He's not even like the cool guy in DX. <laughs> like, why do you have a crush on that one? I'm like, he's got long hair. <laughs> so, yeah. um, but it's straight X-Pac though, right? Like not when he was one, not two, three. No, two, it's two, not three. when he was one, two, three kid or six Pac. <laughs> X-Pac. When Razor Ramon was like sunning him and putting baby powder on his bottom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, um, I have a kind of a weird answer for this, and it's um, 
It's Jackie, actually. Jacqueline. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, she was a good wrestler for that time period. Like, I didn't recognize her when she showed up in the AEW oh, Royal really? Rumble. Yeah, she's bald now. Oh. oh. Yeah. But for, uh, it was just that she had such a funny, sassy attitude when she was hanging out with the APA. And yes. she, and, I mean, I know it was on screen, so that was before I knew Bradshaw was getting roundhoused by Steve Blackman. <laughs> <laughs> and he changed your crush to, Bla- to Blackman. <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, the idea that he is she... a lethal weapon, <laughs> <laughs> and he can't dance. <laughs> lying, it was Nia Jax. Uh, <laughs> I am Bro. too old to know, like, for Nia Jax to be a teenage crush. Um, but th- that being said, I do have a lot of friends that like Nia Jax, and I'm really confused by mm-hmm. that. Um, but yeah, no, it was just Jackie just being able to put Bradshaw and Farouk in a corner, and I always thought that was hilarious. And they would just, she would just sit there puffing on the cigar. <laughs> Other answers from the chat: we had Victoria, uh, China, mm-hmm. AJ Lee. I'm just a little too old to remember yeah. AJ Lee. AJ was in that time period that I like in the CM Punk era yeah. that I miss, mm-hmm. where I'm just like, oh, I don't know who that is, but they were like, oh, she's so great. Yeah, I was in college, so yeah, I wouldn't call that nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, we got three minutes left as fast as you can. Who is like a current person that you're like, all right, that person's very attractive? You can go either or. Mm, Oscar. Oscar, one hundred percent, Oscar. Uh, and it's not just that she's an attractive lady. It's that, like, first of all, she's done every side quest you can in life. A professional <laughs> figure skater, video game creator. And that all bleeds into how funny and fun she is on screen. And graphic yeah. design, too. It's like, damn. Yeah. Are, no, she's done these everything. These are all these things that I want to do, but have I have these stupid hands. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Kelly? Uh, currently, I would Your prob- current partner counts as a... Yes, I was going to say, my p- current partner is also a wrestler, and I have a big crush on him. Um, so, works out for me. <laughs> First time here. You know? yeah. I'm like, product placement plug. Um, I would say, if I had to say someone on mainstream wrestling, I would say, hmm, I mean, Okada... Is a beautiful man. Oh, 100%. Uh, oh, that was also like going back to the theme songs, like his theme song, like the little the, coin, the coin. The coin drop. I'm like, yeah. oh man, that that's like the, the the modern era version of like Stone Cold's glass breaking. It is, uh, yeah. It's on my like. Like as soon as you hear it, you're like. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, if you can identify <laughs> someone's theme song within three seconds of it starting, like that's a good theme song. Um, so yeah, he's beautiful. Um, who else? I think, uh, I mean, Rhea Ripley, obviously, is a, a beautiful yeah. <laughs> woman. Rhea and her and her boyfriend are both gay bait, so. <laughs> well, guys, we are nearing the end of our stream. I just wanted to plug Danny real quick, or Dmitry Alexandrov. Uh, here's his, that's his, uh, I'm sorry, it's wrestling when you know the stage and the real name. Uh, he is a, a hardcore wrestler here in Austin. Uh, wrestles all over the country. Be sure to catch his shows. And on to the person that, uh, or on to the product that we are about to give away. Just also wanted to shout out Lift ATX, who did me such a huge favor in uh, giving us a little prize pack that we could um, 
give to y'all the, for having such fun watching our shows. Uh, Lift ATX is such a fun place to work out. It's definitely a vibe. And uh, Hector, he's the one that helped hook everything up. He's the person in the clip. They're talking about how Lift just is expanding. They literally, it's literally getting twice the areas it used to have. And um, all their merchandise is amazing that we're about to give away. Uh, and then here is his dude. It's right behind it. But yeah, it is a it is very uh, it's built on Hispanic um, kind of like the Mexicans in general, built on a Hispanic Mexican culture, but has broadened its horizons to be um, very uh, uh, LGBTQ friendly, uh, very friendly to black. Co- I've got the anagram wrong. <laughs> Demisexual. It's in there now. There's also a plus sign in there too. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's the plus sign for a reason. Still gotta say it. Um, But anyway, yeah, no. The the murals on it are amazing. The equipment is amazing, and they did a big uh, did us a big favor in supporting us by giving some merch to give away. So yeah, go ahead and. Check them out if ever you're in Austin. And if you hit us up, we have a couple of day passes that we can give to you. But, yeah, that's it for the show. Thank you for listening to the our Mostly Elite Wrestling Podcast. And uh, we'll try to do this again at some point. But thank you for tuning in and have a great day. Buy, I should pay for my cable bill then. <laughs> <laughs> Just go on, uh, the, on the X. Ah, yeah. X on the X. <laughs> Dude, an X on X. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to go ahead and hit the black screen for now, and you'll see us later as we do the commentary for the uh, Royal, Rumble. Royal Rumble going on. Oh my God, I'm back. Oh my God, this thing's in the way. We've got to move this out of the way for posterity or precision. There we go. Hi, everybody. I'm back. Welcome to me. Hold on. Don't be alarmed. <laughs> By me switching the mic. Hi, everybody. Stop. Oh, shit. The fuck? They almost attacked me off the top rope with a light. I totally understand wrestling and all of its concepts. Bam, bam, Bigelow. Anyway, we got some things to give away. So let's take a look at what we're giving away now. Let's see what the list of names that have been accrued. I feel like that's not a big enough number of lists of names to be accrued. I don't know how this works. So we're going to try something interesting. Just go ahead and type in. Oh, hold on. I think I'm a fool. <coughs> I'm a fool. I had the, the list too small. It's anybody who's in the last minute gets the prize. So I messed that up. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to go ahead and have you enter... The words, Rasslin. That's going to be R-A-S-S-L-I-N. I'm going to put it right here. Actually, I'm going to put it over here. This is a little more easy. Hold on. Please bear with me. I want to make this fair. So give me a second. Second. Type Rasslin. Hold on. Let me see here. Rasslin to win. So that's going to be R-A-S-S-L-I-N starting. Oh, no. Wait. Nope. That's not it. Okay. uh, Cancel. Uh, enable. Nope. Disable. All right. All right. Rasslin. Go ahead. Type Rasslin. And there's going to be an ad break right now, so I'm going to wait for everyone to come back. Uh, that way the subscribers don't have super 
thing. So anybody who was on the Tommy, hold on. I'm not even on the screen. I know you're not, but I got to switch over there for reasons. I don't, but you're just crowding me, and I don't like it. But, <laughs> but. <laughs> Okay, now you're just in my parameter. I don't know what you mean by crowding. Oh my god. Something, something, something top rope again. <laughs> so, you're typing in wrestling. A lot of people, 15 people, have typed in wrestling so far. If you type in R-A-S-S-L-I-N, you get entered in to win the Lyft ATX pack. And then we're also giving away a Manscaped Beard Hedger, so we're going to give two winners this time around. So if you want the shorts, that's one pair of shorts. Here's the other pair of shorts on your thighs and or butt, depending on how you wear it. Actually, those are thighs. And then you get this cool shirt right here. I folded everything nicely. It's nice in that, that old school vintage faded. So, if you want to win the Lyft ATX pack right now, you got to type in wrestling. You got 17 eligible people. I think R-S-S-L-I-N. Yep, people are coming and going. All right, I'm going to stop it in... Actually, I should probably just stop it now. You guys should have been listening. All right. Let's go ahead and take a look. And we're going to do that. We're going to throw your names in the wheel of morality. There we are. And so there's the wheel. We're spinning it. Oh, my God. Got to get the sound effects. What's happening here? Who's going to win the shorts? Ah, it's EJ Movement. EJ Movement, you're going to win some clothing from Lyft. ATX, the finest and premier gym in Austin based on Latin American, Latinx, all that stuff and nerdy stuff. Lyft ATX has been a proud supporter of local community, of culture, and of just vibes. They have like bachata nights and stuff. It's a really interesting uh, place. So, EJ, move me. I'm going to give you a boom, a screenshot right there, and you win the shorts. Now, here's the thing. I also, also had to give away... One more little prize, and that's the Manscaped Beard Hedger. What happened? Wait. Why are we missing one? Who stole the Beard Hedger? Is it behind the laptop? Why would it be behind the laptop? Because I put it there. <laughs> I come prepared. More prepared than anybody in this room. Anyway. As it's upside down. I'm not drunk anymore. <laughs> you want to win this. Let's go ahead and put a new word in. And that word is going to be, let's go ahead and clear everybody out. Manscaped. That's M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D. Type in Manscaped. Do you have a minute? Type Manscaped. Actually, lowercase. Manscaped. Nope, just D. Yep, there it is. To win. You got a minute. I'm going to refresh real quick. Keyword. Hold on, Manscape. There we go. Boom. We got three people right now that are eligible to win. We got four people. So you got a minute. We're ticked. You can't have it, JJ. You already got one. Paco doesn't have one. Paco doesn't have a beard worthy of one. Oh, what? That's right. That's right. <laughs> Jordan said we got Taco Me. Jordan will be featured on this podcast coming up soon. So this is for the lightning round. You guys have to be watching, and you have to be at your keyboard to win the fine prizes. And we do appreciate your support. We have a lot of people. We have 50 people here coming in strong. We got a lot of people in, but I'm going to go ahead and let the clock tick one more minute. We're st we still got time to start the next show. The next show starts at 1.45, and that's going to be all black excellence podcast. <laughs> he said racist. Oh, 
Go black people, TJ says. And I say that too, just just because I don't want to get ostracized. All right, we're picking somebody for the beard edger because I like when people respond quickly. So this is actually a pretty small batch of people who are going to have the opportunity to win. So let's go ahead and let's take a look at Big Bomb, bro. Ha! Cthulhu is my dad. Darth the Rabbit, Frisco Flame, Rockin, Rico Hero, Roger Bear, Seb, Fox a Lot, Shadow, Shogun, Telling Tree, True Sinister, and XTC. John, who's gonna win at Wheel of Morality? It's not the right thing. I don't know. Oh, Frisco lost to Rakeen. It's about to lose it. And Rico Hero 647 has won the Manscaped Beard Hedger. And be sure, if you're on Manscaped, if you like Manscaped, if you want more of the things, go to manscaped.com. Use coupon code MEX20 for 20% off and free shipping. That's manscaped.com. Use coupon code MEX20, M-E-X-2-0 for 20% off and free shipping. It helps them excellence. It helps you. And Rico Hero, you are now a hero to all of those who wish to have a wonderful beard. So, congratulations to you. We still got two more to give away, so sit tight, stay attached to the keyboard, and keep watching because in a few short minutes, we're gonna have the Black Excellence Podcast, the all Black Excellence Podcast. It's gonna be a laugh riot. TJ's got a great show for you. Stick around, invite your friends. I saw some people taking naps, not coming back around. Tell your friends, come back around. We'll see you in a little bit. Thank you so much for supporting. You'll see me in a little bit, but right now, support the guys that are gone. I love you all. I'm going to go get some pizza. Bye.